jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! <laughs> Hot off the presses, by which I mean our eyeballs... Uh, Ew. I, Ew! I don't know what I'm saying. Listen, we just, we literally just, just, we, <laughs> well, we watched Halloween Banks Part 2 together just now. Just Lit- literally like, breaking news. This just in. What the fuck was that movie? What was this fucking movie? Hold on, hold on. I need to drink this beer. I'm so flustered right now. I'm warm and it's humid in this room and I'm sweating and... uh, mm. Share your thoughts. I'm I'm, I'm chugging this. We were so excited going into it. Mm. A strange kind of excitement. Like, wasn't anticipating enjoying it and yet was... We were both ramped up we were like it's time for some halloussy (laughs) (laughs) which which is our um profile name our shared profile name on grinder yes thank you it was time for halloween banks part two what was that movie it was nothing that i anticipated i'll say that much oh i would absolutely give it that no one anticipated whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> okay, bitch, the main fucking character wasn't even, like, in the trailer. No. Which, and it's not some big shocking twist of, like, oh, wow, you know, they didn't show that Annie is still alive somehow or whatever. <laughs> it, no, it's like some fucking dumb fuck that no one cares about. <laughs> This movie is two hours long, and going into it, you say, oh, no, two hours. That's what I said to you. Yeah. Oh, no, two hours. Mm-hmm. There is no structure. There is no... There There are a thousand narrative threads, none of which tie into each other. Like, uh, I think uh, somehow I called it in the first minute what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Listen, this episode is going to be as much of a mess as that movie was. Go watch it. Okay, so you know what we're talking about. Because I just, I'm having trouble formulating thoughts, even though I took some notes through it. I heard your notebook turn the pages. Yeah. I It's like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he's a a Foley artist. He's Foley's Academy. (laughs) I just, I cannot believe... Like, I just, I don't understand what the fuck they were thinking making this movie. Thank you. You took it, you took the words right out of my mouth. 
so we, we were like, this is what's going to happen as we're watching it because the thing that we thought was going to happen started to happen and I couldn't believe it. And then we we're like, oh, so then this is what's going to happen and the ending is going to be this. And then it almost did that, but none of the threads actually came together. There was no point. I internally, for 90 minutes, I was chanting evil boars tonight. <laughs> because nothing happens. Nothing happens. You think this is about Laurie Strode and Michael Myers? Guess again, it's about some fucking turd <laughs> that no one cares about. Hey, Allison cares about him, Stacy. Why are you against their relationship? She, she, they just met a day ago and she loves him. And they're going to move out of this town before it kills the one person who sees her for who she is. I just, here's the one thing this movie has going for it. Lindsay Wallace. Mm, mm. Lesbian icon. Mm. Tarot consultant to Haddonfield. <laughs> Bar owner. They literally listen to our show. It's the only answer. Why else would she be in these movies? Why else would she not die? You're telling me Danny McBride and David Gordon Green cast, yes, a, a horror icon, but also a star and you know, world-renowned talent from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, hashtag R-H-O-B-H, and they didn't brutally murder her? Well, only because they clearly forgot she was in the fucking movie. They forgot she was in the movie. It's not because they listen to our show and they know we'd be upset. It's be yeah, they, it's because they don't they, what, what why are women in this film? They just want to film men talking about tits. I I assiduously avoided spoilers. Yes. In the run up to this. Like I had to deliberately control myself from clicking on some spoiler links. Because I was so afraid that Lindsay was going to die. Yeah. And I didn't want to know beforehand because then I really wasn't going to want to watch this movie. I expected her to die. And they didn't kill her. <laughs> they also, like, didn't give her any lines or scenes. She's just in the mood. She, I mean, uh, how appropriate that she's a bar owner because like a bartender, she's a person you talk to about your problems and then you leave and you never see them again. It's just amazing that Tommy, quote, the testicle Doyle, had <laughs> such a big part in the last movie. It's and, his wrestling name. Yeah. <laughs> in this corner. Tommy, the testicle Doyle. <laughs> they had no idea what to do with Lindsay. They could not afford her the same grace of, like, making her an actual character in this movie. Forgive me if I am um, going out on a limb here by saying, hey, wait, remember how they had the Haddonfield Michael Myers Survivors Club in Halloween Bangs Part 1? And Lindsay, Lindsay Wallace for no reason hangs out with Tommy Doyle, and they for no reason hang out with Nurse Marion, except maybe because they all survived Michael Myers vaguely at one point or another somewhere in Haddonfield. Or near Haddonfield in the case of Miss Mar Nurse Marion. So you're telling me that Lindsay just like hangs out and does tarot cards for Lori when she needs to. Which, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking it. I love it. 
but in the like they're not a survivor club together lindsey wallace is even at the end of the movie when the whole town comes together in the the midnight parade that laurie refers to it lindsey isn't there she doesn't even wheel by in her chair <laughs> she doesn't fly by on her broom she might as well have still been in the hospital four years later. Just still sitting in the wheelchair. Still sitting in the wheelchair where they wheeled her off screen in Halloween <laughs> Banks Part 1. And she's like, hello. <laughs> the hospital's fucking closed down and she's still sitting in there. Hello. And here's the thing. These filmmakers are cowards. I don't know if you knew this, Stacey. These filmmakers are cowards because was Lindsay not in a, a, a May next december romance with nurse marion in the last film and so they, no they, she's a lesbian grandma's girl <laughs> she that's true she loves hanging out with grandmas but then why wasn't she hanging out with Lori at the very end of the film doing her tarot cards and she pulls like instead of the death card she pulls um the, the high priestess or the nurse card the nurse card <laughs> the nurse of wands <laughs> the nurse of wands <laughs> I just I am I, uh, so okay I need to use my words and my thoughts Lindsay Wallace is alive I mean Lindsay Wallace is a small business owner Lindsay Wallace is a tarot reading bar owning witch <laughs> lesbian thank you she wears flannel she has a nose piercing she comes to your house and does tarot cards Stacy has done all of these things for yeah. me <laughs> like <laughs> I I mean I do love that Lindsay is gay canonically in my mind okay but why is Kyle not in more of the film? I really don't understand. If you're going to cast her, give her something to do, like anything. Instead, we follow this chucklehead for 90 minutes. Oh, go ahead. The, and then we have the, the gang of band toughs. Okay, don't knock them. I loved the banders. <laughs> the evil band bullies. With Brooklyn accents. But like, what is this movie? Hey, I live in Haddonfield. Hey, hey. hey you're in Haddonfield now, buddy. We're opening for the football game. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're hey. gonna play stickball, okay? Yeah, hey. yeah. <laughs> These evil newsy band geeks who <laughs> wear the same outfit because no one in Haddonfield is ever allowed to change their clothes. They don't have a laundromat. They just keep wearing the same clothes all the all for the rest of their lives. Look at Lori. I just don't want four people wrote this movie. Four men. Four men. I mean, yeah. We're not misandrists. No. Four men wrote this movie. And I said about ten minutes into it, maybe. Why did they wait for the third film in a trilogy with these iconic characters? To decide they're going to have character development. And why are the only characters they develop the ones we don't care about or know? Right? When you have Lindsay fucking Wallace right there. And Laurie Strode. And Laurie motherfucking Strode. Two OG queens. The survivor, survivor, survived tricks of Michael Myers themselves. <laughs> and they're just... They're their baby or Whitney Rose put in a corner. <laughs> no, thank you. No, th and Kyle, and it's not because it, 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 Kyle is so charming, is so natural. She 
looks real good. She looks fucking great. She's the best part of this movie. <laughs> just like, I'm, I'm serious, just like Halloween Bangs Part 1, she was the best part of that movie. Stacy knows, I don't know if the Gaylords listeners know this, but Stacy, I don't know why they know it. Stacy knows, you know, I should say, I'm talking to you. You know that last week I had something, I had an embolism or an aneurysm or something, a stroke, something happened and I put on Halloween Bangs Part 1. As a, I took a refresher course just to get ready for this movie. And I, I turned it off halfway through because I said, I, evil dies tonight. And I turned it off. But Lindsay Wallace in that movie is the best part of the movie. And I'll, I'll give it this. this there is an actual suspenseful sequence in Halloween Bangs Part 1. And that is when Michael is chasing after Lindsay and she has to hide in the forest on that embankment and be fucking quiet. And he's looking for her. And it's very suspenseful because, oh, look, they invested in a chase sequence, in a character that we love, in a good actress that can convey fear. And yet they still don't know to capitalize on that? No. Instead, we have a chucklehead (laughs) who accidentally kills a child. Okay. And then, oh, my God. So he was like a good guy, but that planted the seed of potential evil in him, which Michael saw or something. Right. Because then eventually when the band geeks pushed him too far, uh, he fell and then Michael pulled him into his sewer tube (laughs) with unknown motivation. Was he going to eat him? Who knows? But he gazed into Chucklehead's eyes and saw the evil within or he passed the evil to him. And then they were friends and partners. They were, it was, it was. It's so stupid. It's how did they write this and say, this is, you know what? You know what everybody said about Friday the 13th Part 5? Everybody loved Roy Burns. Everybody (laughs) loved that it wasn't Jason. So what if we have this kid that no one knows or cares about? What if it's him through most of it? Until the very end when Michael comes shuffling in for five seconds with Lori. And after 40 years, 40 years... We'll resolve it in 18 seconds. Yeah. Did he feel profoundly unceremonious um, when Lori puts him in the grinder thing? Yes. Oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Halloween Bangs Part 2. <laughs> I mean, good for you. Good for you. Get out while you can. I mean, all I, I felt nothing. No, I felt nothing. Do you know what happened when I screened Halloween H2O um, five years ago, get that, for the 20th anniversary, uh, well, four years ago, but almost five, when I screened that, when she chops off his head, sold out audience, 384 people, every single motherfucker in that room screamed and cheered. I felt nothing this time. I said, well, thank God, maybe the movie's almost over. There was still 25 minutes left <laughs> of slow pans in her house. The, the trailer the trailer was like, hey, you like Laurie Strode. We all like Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode fights Michael Myers. Maybe she'll die. Maybe he'll die. Who will be the victor? 
Yeah, at least there was in my mind place before seeing it, there was some stakes that Lori, you know, I was mostly concerned about Lindsay. Like, forgive me, Lori Strode. But Yes, this is true. Uh, but you thought, oh, is Lori going to die? Is Lori going to die? And in this, it was completely off the table mm-hmm. for about an hour and 45 minutes of an hour and 53 minute movie. <laughs> There was yeah. zero threat to Laurie Strode. Yeah. But everything you see in the trailer, that's all the end of the movie. Yeah. Everything else is just this bizarre attempt at making up for the criticisms of the last two films, and in particular, the last film, Halloween Bangs Part 1. But you know what? I found myself saying to Stacy as we watched this, I'm like, uh, I don't, I think something's wrong with me because I wish there was a Michael Myers that isn't Michael Myers for me to complain about. And this time there was, it, he was not Michael Myers, but I'm like, he literally was not Michael Myers. Mike in Halloween bangs part one. It's just Michael Myers from the fucking get go killing 25,000 people. He kills the entire town. He kills all the classic characters except Lindsay and Lori. And I was furious the entire time. But at least that was a slasher movie? At least that was a feeling. At least it was Michael Myers. At least I felt rage instead of sheer perplex... <laughs> Perplexment? Or per- a word? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ooh, I gotta take a mad gulp. I'm, like you said at one point, I am really curious, because this movie is hot off the process. I'm really curious to see how horror fans react to this movie. I don't, I honestly don't think people are going to like it. People hated Roy Burns. And I keep talking about Roy Burns, first of all, because I love Roy Burns. You know, I love Halloween, uh, Friday 13th Part 5. You know, I love it. But Oh, so good. People are so mad at Roy Burns for not being Jason. But through the whole movie, you thought it was Jason. It wasn't revealed until the last second that it wasn't Jason doing all the killing. Yeah. Yeah, but from, literally from minute one, I said, oh, fuck, is he going to become Michael? Yeah. With his dumb mask. His dumb mask. Don't you love how when he fell, he fell off the bridge because the evil Brooklyn band geeks that don't change their clothes and live in Haddonfield in Illinois, even though they have Brooklyn accents, they threw him off the bridge and then his, and then they stomped his glasses. And when his glasses were stomped, it was almost like he died. You know, yeah. it was like he's he's not Corey anymore. And then he fell off the bridge. And then maybe he did die. And then like unto the cats in Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer or <laughs> Crow, whatever in the Crow, Michael Myers resurrected him. Why? And looked into his eyes. And did a Vulcan, I'm fucking not kidding, a Vulcan mind meld? And Michael read his mind and saw this kid's experience kill accidentally killing the kid he was babysitting, a little piece of shit that he was babysitting. And then Michael said, oh no, I, I have finally found my Anakin Skywalker. I... Do it. <laughs> They tried to make it like, oh man, I was a good person and there was an accident and then Haddonfield drove me to murder. And it's like, it was four high school band geeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's the mob that drove you to murder. 
Listen, the evil Haddonfield has so many. It's a playground for evil, Stacy. You have the druids with the curse of Thorn. You have you have bad psychiatrists trying to like you know create field studies of putting Michael Myers and Laurie Strode together. You have you have the mob itself, Tommy Doyle inciting the mob and 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 getting everyone chanting evil dies tonight and then people lose their souls you know in the chaos of the mob and then you also have the the four band kids um who have gender parity and are diverse but they just don't like guys with glasses if you're gonna make a two-hour movie which they did and spend an hour and 45 minutes of it not on Laurie Strode or Lindsay Wallace, which they did. Mm-hmm. At least maybe look at the fact that four years prior to this, the town really did flip out and everybody was in a mob and chanting and people got hurt. Like, that just doesn't go examined? No, I thought it was going to be like about the ramifications of right. that. I think they think that it was i oh, think they actually think that that's what they were addressing but you did it with these four band geek bullies <laughs> who were like hey won't you buy us some beer because we're only 17 hey yo hey <laughs> you like john philip Sousa? <laughs> hey stacy hey margo get him hey margo get him <laughs> margo's just stuck under a fence but that's the thing like uh, to that end, you, they th- it's like how Halloween Bangs Part 1, they thought they were saying something about, like, you know, mob mentality in the United States and militias and, and, and gun violence and um, pr- the predicting of January 6th. I mean, they just lucked out with that timing. But, like, uh, they think they're saying something so profound. Like, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green, DGG for short, they think they're so smart, you know? And they're so dialed into the the dark psyche of of Americana. It's perplexing. Like, there's no sense of, um, I thought, okay, well, maybe they're trying to, they think they're saying something about, like, learned, observed, passed down, intergenerational trauma. Maybe they're talking about how you you see the villain, you become the villain. But it's like, it, but that doesn't even make sense according to the rules of what happens in this film. Because there are no rules. It's just a pastiche of of sequences that are completely unrelated, narrative threads that never come together, a main character that isn't in the trailer that ultimately is just there to get Michael into the final scene and ultimately doesn't serve a purpose. Why is Michael there? Why is Michael there? Like, he needed, he's hung out in the sewer and pulls homeless people into the sewer to kill them every now and then until he sees this kid. And then the kid starts bringing him people. It's like, it's like, um, what's that thing where the kid feeds the evil pet or whatever? The pit? The pit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. He's doing that. And then Michael starts to get his power back. But then he's still like, and then they tag team and start teaming up and killing people. But Michael just like shows up. But then at the end, like, uh, what, the guy kills himself? Corey kills himself, and then Michael is like, no, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> now I'm going to fight Jamie Lee Curtis for no reason. <laughs> what? Here's my notes. What? Question mark. <laughs> Lindsay Gay. 
Where's Lindsay? Where's Lindsay? So stupid. Michael Myers tube. Those are my notes. I love his tube. <laughs> I love that he lives in a tube and every time you see like evil Corey, because his glasses get broken and then he's evil Corey after he, you know, is resurrected by Michael and Michael looks in his eyes. Every time you see evil Corey getting on his evil dirt bike to drive up to the <laughs> tube to, to feed his evil Palpatine pet. Oh my God. Why? I just cannot believe... I cannot believe Why? this is the movie we got. So okay, uh, I, I mm, so I have ha- I have been spoiler free leading into this movie. Jason watched it last night, and Jason texted me and he said the main character is a man. I don't know why, and I said, "Oh, that's strange." And then, um, and then he said, "You're going to hate this. You're going to hate this, but you're going to hate it for different le- reasons than the last two. And he's absolutely right. I fully agree. The one thing that I think Jason said and that everybody else that, you know, the the, the the horror people that I like, the horror people that are of a similar ilk have said um, in their spoiler-free reviews online, which I just briefly scanned, they have said, well, at least it's better than Halloween Bangs Part 1. Honestly, I would watch Halloween Bangs Part 1 any time over this one. At least that one has Lindsay and Nurse Marion and Charles uh, Cyphers. And arguably Lori. And you know what else it has? It has, which I forgot that this ever happened to begin with, but I was reacquainted with this fact during my rewatch, my unfortunate broke, I, I, I had to cut it off, rewatch. The, the chant, Evil Dies Tonight, comes from Tommy Doyle leaving the bar and he sees a donation box and it says, Love Lives Today. And he says, Sorry, Charlie, love lives today. And then Nurse Marion says, But evil dies tonight. <laughs> it's opposite day. It's opposite day. So then in this film, in this film, you know, they pay tribute to that because I didn't know if you noticed, but in the scene where they drive by on the tunnel, the tunnel, somebody scrawls, Love lives today on the wall. I saw that. Yes. At least, <laughs> at least I have that to return to. Yeah. I can watch that film and I can say, why does Tommy Doyle say love lives today? And why does Nurse Marion complete his sentence telepathically and say, it says evil dies tonight. The donation box doesn't say on it, love lives today. It says that and he reads it. Oh, well, at least he's reading it. He's not making it up. But then why does he say that? And why does Nurse Marion finish his sentence for him? Did he say, okay, Nurse Marion, I'm going to walk up to this box as I take old Huckleberry, the baseball bat from Charlie, the bar owner, who apparently must have been murdered or passed the, the bar on to Lindsay and for this film. And he says, okay, Nurse Marion, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up. I'm going to take old Huckleberry I'm going to say out loud, love lives today. And then that's your cue to say, and then she goes, evil dies tonight. (laughs) Yes. Like what? So at least I can be confused by that fact when I watch Halloween Bangs Part 1 versus Halloween Bangs Part 2, where I will be confused by every fucking choice. This whole buildup, the poster is Lori and Michael standing there like they're ballistic X and sever or something (laughs) oh my god thank you for that deep cut Lucy Lou (laughs) like you know they're tangoing cash or Turner and Hooch or something they look like fucking action dolls yes 
And, and then this we is only... not that movie. No, it is not that movie at all. It is that movie for approximately 122 seconds. Yeah. In the last 10 minutes. In which it becomes very Christ-like and she crucifies him. And then they stab him in the side, much also like Christ. And then lead him into a Stations of the Cross church procession. They crowd surf him. <laughs> they crowd surf him and then they throw him in a fucking grinder. And it's like, what is this? Like, this Christ imagery. Why? Like, if Lori died and they did that, I'd be like, womp womp, little on the nose. But like, why are you doing that with Michael Myers? Well, because in earlier in the film, someone said the word resurrection. Uh which which I don't know if you remember, but there's another movie in the Halloween series. It was called Halloween Resurrection. And, and so, uh, so for this, you know, um, uh, G- um, G- G- Jesus. Oh, well, that makes sense. Do you get it? Yeah, I get it now. So Lori wrote a book. <laughs> She's Gail Weathers now. <laughs> yeah. She wrote a book about her experience. It seems as you might expect from the Lori Strode of Halloween Banks part one. <laughs> The prose is a little purple, shall we say. (laughs) Was it suicide or cherry blossoms? Yeah. What? The two genders. Good for her. (laughs) Good for her. Good for her. I just, I don't, I'm so baffled. I'm so baffled why you would take this movie where it's like, the la- remember the posters for Halloween Banks Part One, where it was like Strode Strong, Strictly Strode. Yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, Strode Strong, built for built Strode Tough. Yeah, and you see sister, mother, grandmother, daughter, yeah. daughter, maiden, <laughs> maiden, mother, crow, yeah. Sybil, Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. Like, yeah, and they're like in there's a they're against fire. It's amazing to me that three movies, the thing they thought they were doing and the thing they actually did are diametrically opposed. Still, they still don't get it. They still don't get it. And now I'm starting to get a little angry, actually. I can feel it. The third movie in a fucking trilogy where you keep telling us that you are centering Laurie Strode and it's her dealing with the repercussions of 40 years ago, blah, 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 her daughter and her granddaughter. And even in this third movie, they are completely fucking sidelined. Yes. The granddaughter is there to simp for some dude for some reason because she hates Haddonfield, I guess. Well. The girl the girl that joined a fucking militia against the wishes of her mother in the last film to kill Michael Myers suddenly falls in love with a boy she met a day ago who admits to her that he is killing people. <laughs> and she's like, Grandma, you don't get it. I'm yeah, moving. Yeah. Haddonfield sucks. I'm going to get a one bedroom in Chicago with my serial killer boyfriends. And Lori Strode just kind of is there. She's, I mean, granted she's more present than she was in the middle film, Halloween Bangs Part 1. I'll say that. Yeah, she was just in a hospital bed the entire time for like three scenes and talking about like Dr. Loomis looking out a window. 
But this time she still has nothing to do except follow her granddaughter around. <laughs> no, she looks into Corey's eyes and she says, he's got the devil's eye. I can see it. He's got the eyes. He's different. He's bad now. <sighs> Which she could tell because she saw him from behind walking up a stairway through a window across the street while she was parked in her car. This is the third movie in a trilogy. And Mike, I mean, I am not one to be like, like I said, I love Roy Burns. Okay. I'm not that girl who's like, oh, I need Freddy Krueger. Oh, I mean, like, I'm not on the side of the killer in these things. No. And yet I'm saying, where's Michael Myers? Your blog that you are famous for, that you have tended to for years, that 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 brought me to you, is called Final Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and you're asking for Michael Myers. Right. And I'm like, can we have Michael Myers kill some people, please? This movie turned me into the fucking horror bros, where I'm like, where's Michael? Yeah. I want to see Michael kill tits. <laughs> I'm so confused. Instead, he's living in a tube like it <laughs> and eating homeless people, I guess. I don't know, until he finds a protege. Who, who helps him get his groove back. This is about reconnection. This is about finding yourself, Stacy, despite mm, communities and despite people standing and telling you, you, telling you you can't do it. This is about discovering yourself despite your surroundings. Despite the culture that tries to keep you down. Okay. Hi. <laughs> yes. I mean. <laughs> I'm so warm. I, I, yeah, I'm a little. I'm so warm. We are dead, Stacy. I see. And we are trapped in a loop trying to understand Halloween Bangs Part 2 and why Kyle Richards is barely in it. Why is she barely in it? What? I love Kyle Richards so much. I know people who watch Real Housewives really don't like her. I don't care. Why don't they like her? I don't know. I'm watching season 12 and honestly, Kyle just is there to do her job. She's fine. She's fine. And she, excuse me, she was in the car. Okay. What other? Not even Lisa Hogstein wasn't in the car. <laughs> All right. No, Lisa Hogstein was at the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> and you love her for that. That's true. Love her for different reasons. Thank you. Okay. Oh. Why? <sighs> okay. Why is Laurie Strode? Period. <laughs> period. Why is Laurie period? <laughs> this movie. Okay. This movie. I have so many thoughts. This movie takes place four years after the last one, which the last two take place on the same night or, or, or something. So it's, it's just like the first, because you know how this movie is very different from the previous Halloween sequels. It has nothing to do with them um, because it picks up right after, or direct, you know, 40 years after the very first film. And then they said, okay, the second movie is going to be a continuation of the, the first movie, just like the, the original second movie. And then the third movie is going to be completely different, but we're going to use the same title font in the opening credit sequence because it's the third movie, you know, and we're going to use the word resurrection and blah, blah, blah. Um, why? Why? Four years later, because the last movie, forgive me if I'm profoundly incorrect because I did not 
watch the last like 40 minutes of it because it's 18 hours long um most recently when i my, my most recent second watch of it michael myers kills everyone and then the movie ends with him killing judy greer right and then he just looks out the window and he's like oh i like looking at glass or something and then it's over so we are led to believe that michael just disappeared so michael goes off and he's weird in his tube for four years and in that time Lori has found hope. Lori has found the the ability to heal. She found she, the ability at last to flat iron her hair. At last she has flat flat ironed the hair, but she's still only going to buy blue denim button-ups. Yeah. And and she starts writing a book and just like the the description on Peacock says she is now liberated from her trauma. But why? Her last time we saw her, her daughter was brutally murdered on top of half of the town and everyone she loved except for Lindsay Wallace and her granddaughter. And Michael Myers just disappeared. So why does she think, oh, everything's fine now, I can write a book, even though she literally spent 40 years freaking the fuck out when Michael was imprisoned? Yeah, she had zero resolution. After Halloween Banks Part 1, that would lead her to move on into a new phase of her life. Michael is still out there. She would be worse. She would be worse. The mannequin gauntlet would be lit. Oh, yeah. It would be like Cube. Yeah. (laughs) She'd have lasers now. Yes. Yes. People are getting sliced and diced. Yeah. Lindsay would come over and be like, hey, Lori. She'd be like, you're going to die down there. the need to feed but no instead she's like i'm gonna start knitting so i can use a knitting needle again right wink wink remember so i could use a knitting needle and just in case you didn't watch the first movie because who gives a fuck about those old horror movies just in case you didn't watch it we have a nurse character in this film to uh remind you that she used a knitting needle and then she'll do it again in this one yeah, she had her, like her daughter's dead. She just, but she's decided now that she has to move on. She's decided she's better. Yeah. I don't believe for a second. Okay. Halloween H2O, which I watched the other night on hotel television, thanks to the AMC or Sci Fi or whatever channel is playing nonstop horror movies here, and I love it. I, I got to rewatch Halloween H2O, and I still love that movie. I stand by it. It's my only. <laughs> sequel to halloween besides the the second one it is how it ends in my mind uh i got so mad i forgot my point (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i suppose this movie tries to say like you can't just pretend the trauma is gone yes because she easily unravels I guess. She turns to the drink again. She turns to the drink again. She tried. She, at one point, you know, she, in her past, she said, okay, I can choose suicide or I can choose cherry blossoms. What am I going to choose? <laughs> Who wrote that? Oh, right. Four men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she tried, but I mean, you know, she wasn't really healed until she was able to stab him a lot and then throw him in a junkyard car grinder yeah crucify him stab him a lot um uh, slit his wrists slit his throat put him on a police car (laughs) 
drive with a midnight procession. They how did the entire town of Haddonfield know to follow these cop cars? I would love that. Like while they, hey, while I tie this dead body to the roof of my Geo Metro, will you guys call Haddonfield? Tell them, tell them to all come over on foot. I'll drive super slow so that I don't get too far ahead. And they can walk all the way to the junkyard. Hey Siri, call Haddonfield. Calling Haddonfield. (laughs) Granted, those three banned teenagers were just killed at the junkyard the other day, but whatever. Let's just go. Okay, because what else could we do with the body except throw it into the grinder at the junkyard? We certainly can't cut off his head right here where he is just laying dead. No, no, no. Because that would be a callback to Halloween H2O. And for some reason, that's the one movie we can never reference (laughs) because it's better. Yeah. Why? Okay, that's what I was thinking. Why? I don't believe for a second that Laurie Strode would celebrate Halloween. No. Well, she that's that's her purposefully retaking it, you see. She's taking back the night. She's taking back the night he came home. <laughs> Please start that organization. <laughs> In H2O, like she has a drinking problem because she lives in terror and she also is unwilling to really she is unable to confront her past until he comes for her. She will not celebrate Halloween. She has a huge problem with her son, John, celebrating Halloween. It's not what is done in a Strode house. In this, she's just like, I'm baking pumpkin pies. I'm making shitty jack-o'-lanterns. Like, <laughs> she... Right. But it doesn't work. It's That's the thing. I think that's what they were trying to do. Is in the second movie, she was like... Her life was completely controlled by Michael Myers. And so in this one, she said, no, I'm taking back the night he came home. And so even though he's still out there in all of this, she tried to reclaim it and was like, no, fuck this. I'm taking control of my life. I'm going to celebrate Halloween. I'm doing all this. But you can't just put a Band-Aid over a sore and not fix the sore. You have to put uh, some kind of an unguent on it, okay? Or an unguent and the liquid skin. Yes, or else it's not actually going to heal. Yeah. That's the that's the problem. I mean, these men, these stupid fucking men <laughs> that made this movie. I don't hate all men. John Carpenter made Halloween with Deborah Hill, and he's great. Sure. He allegedly scored this film. I'm sorry, real quick. Was there a John Carpenter score in this film? I mean, over the end of credits. They just kept playing, like, pop songs? Yeah. Moody pop songs? So these, anyway, these four men that wrote this film, and then David, DGG, Shoestore, that directed this movie, he said, okay, we understand psychology. We, we, (laughs) we four kings understand the inner workings of these characters while also writing lines like michael fucking myers he stabbed his sister in the tits they're not equipped to write characters they're not equipped to come up with motivations they can't connect a fucking narrative thread for the life of them at least george lucas understands like i mean with his poetry it rhymes bullshit he at least knows the point of like creating a parallel narrative or having threads connect at one point 
even if you have to sit and listen to like people monologuing about trade routes for 25 hours. Even if you have to be like, Anakin created C-3PO. Anakin made C-3PO and his mom's from fucking Norway. They're owned by an angry butterfly from the Bronx. But these guys, like, they think that's just the goal. Why are they making... Uh, what I'm trying to say, Stacey, is I can't wait for the new Exorcist trilogy. Oh. <laughs> is Lindsay Wallace in it? Yeah. <laughs> She's Reagan. Because <laughs> that's all I care about. If Lindsay, if any new movie that comes out, I'm done. I'm done with movies. I'm done with movies. <laughs> oh, no. Did this end you? This ended me, I think. Yeah. That or the, the alcohol is finally catching up. Or I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. Whatever. Call me. Is Lindsay Wallace in it? That's going to be my question for everything. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for It Part 12? Is Lindsay Wallace in it? No? Not interested. Bye. Honestly, if it's if it's not... Things like X, things like Pearl, things like um, uh, other movies I liked this year. <laughs> what they have taught me is original stories are fucking great and i love getting to watch new stories i don't need another fucking goddamn reboot well you're gonna get one i'm gonna get 12 granted we loved texas chainsaw massacre even I though did i didn't that. have lindsey wallace in it one i have to give this film props for two reasons okay one lindsey wallace thank you two knock off patty lupone <laughs> Yeah. Great value, Patty Lupone, who was um, the mom, who was also. Why are so many people from Haddonfield? Why do they all have like New York accents? Like, what was she? <laughs> <laughs> she was so over the top. Which, granted, when I have to, when Final Girl, when Shocktober 2040 rolls around, and I'm like, oh God, what am I gonna do this year? <laughs> 31 days of Lindsay Wallace, okay. Yes! <laughs> and I get to writing about Halloween Banks Part 2. She's going to be my favorite character, second to Lindsay. Because it's like, Absolutely. what movie are you in, ma'am? I'll tell you what movie she's in. She is in Eye Murders. Okay. This actress, I had to look her up during the movie because we were like, who is this knockoff Patty LuPone? <laughs> I looked her up, like, literally, like, she played, like, skeptical woman number two in Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi film. And then she played Christine Jensen in a little esteemed film that we love around these parts called Eye Murders. And yet we don't know who that is. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> it's probably Velvet 50. Is she Velvet 50? She, I hope so. I feel like she is. And yet they didn't have, I'll say it because they would say it, they didn't have the balls to show her fixing an exit sign light. They didn't have the balls to put her in a pair of slippers. In a pair of slippers and have her cyber bullying and maybe murdering Laurie Strode. Imagine if Lori was writing her book and she started getting suspicious DMs from, from Patty Lapone. Survivor. So not Patty Lapone. <laughs> that's her screen name. Yeah, that's her screen name. Velvet Lapone 50. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate ever people like people said, oh, this is weird. This is the weirdest Halloween movie. Um, part 
five and six are pretty weird, y'all. At least they're about Michael. What did I say to you like halfway through this? I would rather take the Curse of Thorn. Why was there, why was it a Sith apprentice, master apprentice scenario? Why did, just because Lori has a grandchild doesn't mean that Michael needs a grandchild. It's not just, oh, it's two there are. We don't need this. But like, that's, but that's, when we talk about narrative threads and about, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Thank you, George Lucas. When we talk about the, the craft of creating a screenplay that has themes, that has story, plot, if you will, that has characters, that has ideas that then ultimately um, build up and, and fight against the climate, uh, the mm, conflict. And then it, there's a, uh, a climax, you could call it that, and then resolution, right? Why? Why does it not? What, like, we were so convinced that, okay, it's going to be Michael fighting Lori, and it's going to be Allison fighting Corey. <laughs> but no, none of that happens. There was no point to any of it. Corey served no purpose whatsoever, even though he was the main character and the focus for the first hour and 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it was his story, and then he got killed. The end. <laughs> Is that David Gordon Green doing his little dance with his fossey hat at the end of the movie? I will say, okay, I love Kyle Richards. I'm sorry, Lindsay Wallace. Kyle Richards as Lindsay Wallace from television's Halloween. <laughs> and I love knockoff Patty LuPone as Christine Jensen from I Murders. And I did think Corey was very attractive, but I don't understand why he was in this movie. (laughs) That's all. That's my entire, that's all I have to say about this film, except everything else I've said for the last 25 hours. Yeah. In a fit of rage and perplexion. Yeah, I just, what a waste. What a waste of time and money. (sighs) Money? Our Peacock subscription money? (laughs) That's right. I hope this fucking tanks. I, I don't. I don't think people are going to like it. That's my prediction. Then again, what do I know? How can you come from like all like the, the, the bad horror fans? I said it. The bad horror fans that loved Halloween Bangs part one. They said this is the quintessential slasher movie. Oh, wait, that was John Carpenter because he got paid. But like people loved that movie. You know this. And yet you're telling me that audience is going to love this film in which nothing happens in which nothing makes sense, in which you don't see Michael Myers at all. I mean, you do see him in a tube. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. <laughs> this is the worst of all it. of them. It might be. It's also, is this a trilogy? A trilogy alludes, the word trilogy alludes to um, a shared story, to intent. And these guys just made it up as they went. How do they get jobs? Don't ask me. I'm just a humble blogger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there is, and yet, and yet, there is a part of me, now that it's time to wrap this up, my God. Yeah, it really is. I'm sorry. I like that we get to drink on this episode. (laughs) 
was it? Uh, oh, so I am. There is a part of me though that's sad that this is the end. That next year we won't be doing this same thing and having a new two minute hate. You know. I think honestly, I think that's half of the giddy excitement that I felt going into this is that I knew I would get to hate watch something starring Kyle Richards as Lindsay Wallace (laughs) with you. If anything, I I credit these films for bringing us closer together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) In our shared loathing. Yeah. But this is the end. They killed Michael. He got exploded in a grinder. Which actually I found very surprising because I thought contractually the Akkad's had like a clause that you can never kill Michael. And that's why uh, they put in that like kind of. Mm. Well, that was the days before the, the, the rebootings. So they know that if they want to, then they just have to wait like maybe three years and they can be like, guess what? A new trilogy. Alternate timeline. Now David O. Russell's going to take his crack at it. (laughs) It's just David O. Russell yelling at Lily Tomlin. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Wow. And well, this, is, this is the end of an era. It's the end of an era. A really shitty era. <laughs> an absolutely terrible era. But it did give us Lindsay and it those did. bangs. Gay icon. It did. it did. It gave us the bangs. It gave us the tarot cards. It gave us the bar. It gave nose us the goth ring. witch. It gave us the nose ring, the flannel, the, the nurse Marianne. Yeah. There's that. She didn't wear fringe. She didn't have a cowboy hat. She didn't have a bar full of dancers that did wonderfully choreographed Coyote Ugly routines that you know she choreographed herself. But at least she lived. She lived. She lived. Lindsay Wallace is a fucking survivor. She's the final girl. Right. She just had to not show up. (laughs) That's the key. All these other final girls who are always in the thick of it. Take a take a cue from Lindsay and just don't show up. Yeah, just mop up your bar instead. Yeah, just mind your own business. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. It was a piece of shit. Well, we'll have another episode. No chopping block today. I don't have, there's no. Y'all, haven't we suffered enough? We've suffered more than enough. We're a little drunk. Yeah. But <laughs> next week... Yeah, it's. I think it's time for Tubby Bye Bye. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh, oh my god! god. Tune in next. Ha, ha, ha.